Today, I am with Jet Kantari. You are listening to Chat with Dropshipping Masters, a podcast focused on bringing to you the lessons and insights from dropshipping outliers around the world. This is your key into the mind of elite marketers who, just like you, start out totally clueless, but through focus on hard work, manage to hack the e-commerce game and generate an insane amount of wealth for themselves. I am your host, Breda Buzian. Thank you so much for being here. Let's the fun begin. Thank you so much for being here, Jad. Thank you for having me, man. I'm oh, no. excited. Of course, of course. I uh, read one of your posts back then, and as I was telling you, I, uh, I don't know, I just kept it, uh, kept it in mind. And when I saw that you posted something lately, I was like, you know what? It, uh, it would be of great value to just bring you. And uh, as you were telling me now, like you had, a, you have a mastermind. And it's probably one of the things that helped you a lot. So, what about we just kick off the the podcast with that? What about you tell us what, like, the value of mastermind and how it actually helped you in your journey uh, regarding dropshipping, and then we're gonna get into details later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically for me, um, like you mentioned, and I'm sure like everyone else listening, um, I learned everything on my own, self-taught, basically from uh, Facebook groups. Um, and, you know, masterminds were a huge impact on my growth. And um, once, you know, once I reached a certain level, I felt like the masterminds that I was a part of didn't really provide me as much value as I needed um, because most of the questions being asked were something I already had faced and found a solution for. So I went ahead and, and decided to, you know, make that post that you read. And in that post, I had two intentions. One was to provide value, of course. The other one was to meet other um, entrepreneurs that are at the same level as mine or higher. Um, those okay. people reached out to me. We started off by being like eight people, I think, in the mastermind. It was like a simple Facebook Messenger one like group that we that I created, and then right eventually, it, so it was you your know, idea in the first place to actually set up the mastermind. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. I started it. I connected with with a couple of my boys like Islam, um, Jordan, you know, Mike, couple guys. Uh-huh. And after that, you know, it started evolving slowly and then we reached a big amount of people and then we moved it over to Discord. Um, and on Discord, we set it up. So there's, I don't know if you've used it, very similar to Slack. There's different, different channels. For yeah. example, we have a, uh, you know, channel for productivity, channel for Facebook ads, motivation. Oh, so it's much more than just like pure technical stuff. It's like more exactly. business yeah. in general. It starts from general. There's, you know, there's we have a bot also that notifies us. Shopify, for example, whenever Shopify goes down, oh, we get wow. a notification. It tells us Facebook. We have a Facebook um, channel. We have an Instagram. We have Google. We have Amazon FBA email. Pinterest, copywriting, Snapchat, you know, um, there's one that's called, you know, great ad examples. We paste, we paste ad examples in there so people can get inspiration from. Uh, awesome. It's it's nothing that I run personally, right? Okay. I Just everyone, it runs itself basically. In a sense. Everyone provides value. Okay. Um, there's, you know, re, there's back end also, which is apps, payment gateways, legal fulfillment, uh, product research, VAs. All these are channels, podcasts, you know, um, blogs and books, meetup travel. People can meet up too. Yep, that's pretty much it. There's Black Hat too. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay. 
So okay, that's awesome. Well, what, okay, let's say that someone wants to start their own mastermind, and let's say they're beginners. Do you think that it's a good idea, or you have to wait until you get certain, like at a certain point, for the mastermind to actually be of value, or do you think that you know a bunch of beginners sort of like gathering, they could also like set up a mastermind, and that would be helpful for them? Yeah, I don't really see any value in starting a mastermind unless you have anything to give back personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen those happen before, and it was just, you know, people asking questions. It's the blind leading no the blind, in a sense. Yep, yep. That's actually what the name of the um, the name of the group was: blind leading the blind. Actually, okay. <laughs> and it was basically just a bunch of people asking questions, and nobody had answers, and. You know, after a while, the group just died because, you know, nobody, it's just open-ended questions that not, not nobody responded to. So if you want to um, mastermind with people, you have, they have to be at least on your level. And by on your level, I mean, they have accomplished some sort of success um, in order to exchange value, right? Or else, because if you don't have value, what are you going to exchange? Fair enough. Right now? Okay. And okay, so... Let's say we're still going to talk about beginners a little bit. Uh, let's say if having a mastermind is probably not the best way to learn this, uh, what do you think the best way uh, is, you know, like your, your own story? How did you go about that when you started? Because I know a lot of people who are consuming tons of content on, uh, online, you know, like either on YouTube or on Facebook groups, but they just don't seem to, 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 to see any success coming their way. So they must be doing something wrong. So like from your own experience, what do you think, uh, are you know the key lessons when it comes to cutting the learning curve or just you know having a structured way of learning this? Great question. And then that was one of my issues in the beginning. There's so many people trying to sell you their course. There's so much stuff being thrown around, and it's just hard to basically zone in and lock in on the info that you think is is you know good for you mm-hmm. and beneficial. So what I recommend you do, and if I had to redo this, um, because in the beginning I did sign up for a, you know, I ended up just being um, lured into this mastermind that ended up being a very bad investment. Luckily, it was just like 300 bucks that I invested. It was $1,000, but I had paid installments because I had zero money to start. Um, And I was seeing no success. Um, and the dude was a great salesman and he, you know, he was able to sell me on it. And then I, I, after a while, I noticed that this is not for me and it's just not working. Nobody, it's just fake basically. Right. Okay. And it's unfortunate. There's a lot of them out there. So what I recommend is, um, as a level, as a step one, always use the Facebook groups like Ecom elites mastermind ran by the tan bros and Ecom empires. Those two were very, very crucial with my success. Okay. If there's another one I could recommend, it's also Ecom Accelerators, Jordan Welsh. Okay. Um, Jordan was someone who I, end, I identified with. He okay. saw success before I did. And I communicated, I connected with him and I kept, you know, we kept communicating. And he was a very good dude and very good person um, that I highly recommend you actually interview as well. Oh, um, yeah, definitely in, uh, definitely thinking about that. Yeah, absolutely. I can make the intro if you'd like. Awesome. Anyway, awesome. Um, so he, I identified with his ways and his methods, right? I, the way he scaled, the way he looked at e-com, the way he, you know, executed. And I like that. And what I recommend you do is 
find someone who provides a lot of value for free and the value makes sense, right? Don't care about their numbers. Everything could be faked. I wouldn't look at how much money they're making or how much money they're not. I would look at how true what they're saying is and, and make sure it makes sense in your head and you can see yourself doing it, right? Because everybody has their own strategies. And to be honest with you, um, you, you don't have to do them all. And some of those strategies might be benefit, like might be making money, but in reality, they just you just don't agree with them. So identify who you want to align yourself with. Once you do that, um, whether it's a course that, that you want to buy or a mastermind that you want to attend, um, then zone in on that person and follow them till you suck up every piece of value they can offer. From there, you can start looking at other people. Looking at multiple gurus slash, um, you know, uh, places um, to, to find info is not the best way to do it because it could get very overwhelming very quickly and you, you won't have a clear filter of what's being, what's actually legit and what's just a, a scam. Um, hmm. I also watched a lot of videos on okay. YouTube free videos right I, I i don't know it's just i feel like you can learn a lot of stuff for free the only thing that the course will do for you if you had to buy a course okay is it, it groups all this info in in an organized way okay that's it like the structure that's more than the content in yes. itself. Okay. yeah it, it's just more effective right i mean if if you don't if you don't really care you can find all this info on the internet because they have to get it from somewhere. These people mm -hmm. got it and they got it from the same um, location you're going to get it. And it's just the internet. So you just got to do the research. If you don't want to do the research, you can buy the course, right? Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I would ask someone who's doing very well, who's at, well, another way to do this is to reach out to someone who's doing very well. And instead of asking them, questions or asking them, hey, what's your store or what's your brand? You can ask them, hey, I'm a beginner. I'd like to learn from someone. Who do you recommend? Who because, do you think I should learn from? Okay. Yes. That's that's a question that you never see ever, ever. A lot of people hit me up and they're like, what do I do here? What do I do there? Like, you know, can I, can I uh, tell me your store? Tell me how much you're making. Nobody asks me, hey, how did you learn or where did you learn mm -hmm. or who referred me to? To learn right so that's that's one way I'd, I'd start for sure okay awesome no i love this idea of taking one person let's say one guru and mastering whatever they are doing and clearly i mean you have to pick the guru in the first place based on something sound and then once you do that you stop sort of like trying to learn from everybody because sometimes not only it gets overwhelming but i also feel like it gets confusing because sometimes they it might seem to a beginner that they're saying two opposite things while yep. it's only like two different ways to go to the same place pretty much right yep. And, uh, and I love when you were talking about Jordan, you said the way he was doing things, right? As if like he has his own philosophy. Like, can you just yep. tell us a little bit more about that? Like how, how, how the approach can differ from, let's say, a guru or someone who has success to, to, to somebody else who has the same success, but they're doing it differently. Like what, what, where the difference actually lays? So basically, as an entrepreneur, you're going to always stumble upon new strategies, new ways of doing things. And it's always going to get, no matter what level you're at, right, there's always going to be a thousand ways of doing one thing. 
basically the way you're going to define yourself is by picking what um what strategy makes the most sense for you as an individual and the strategy that you ident identify with the most right so when um you know it was probably partially luck also since i saw his post but he did make a post one day and it was about i think he did like 14k a day or something and you know i was still a beginner i, was, I still haven't reached that level the way he broke things down made perfect sense in my mind you know made a lot of sense very easy to follow um i saw the reason behind it versus things that i was being taught by other people just didn't make sense right i, I it is very important as an entrepreneur to always question why you're doing why you're doing things okay. why was i told why did my guru or this or tony robbins or, or whatever why did they say i should do this like why what's the point right hmm. and, and is there a better way is there a better way to do this and and do i agree with this and do i really want to do this because if you don't understand the core issue or the core reason why you're doing something you're, you're just never gonna do it right it's, it's just like working out going to the gym like why do i do this if you don't have a core reason that you believe you're gonna go a couple times and then you're like man eh, I don't, I don't, whatever right i don't, I don't really care yeah uh, so that's something that i i recommend right again you got to find someone who you really agree with their philosophy and like you said People are going to tell you contradicting stuff. You know, there's so many instances where I would hear th something and then legit like five minutes later, <laughs> another guru just says the complete opposite. And it's like, fuck, like, which one do I follow here? Like, you know, 100%. These, oh, and it's very frustrating for someone who's just getting started, even for someone who's yeah. like sort of intermediate, because they think there's no pattern, which means there is no way to actually do this. Right. Because, you know, like yeah. each one is doing his own thing. Um, you, you said something that I find very interesting. You said you would take, uh, you would find someone who's doing something and then you ask yourself, is there a better way to do it? And then that leads us to, 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 to think about being creative when it comes to entrepreneurship in general. Uh, while there is, you know, with the internet and dropshipping, a lot of people, I don't know if you've heard of Nathan Latka. He wrote a, he wrote a book. Uh, it's like the new Tim Ferriss in the sense. And he talks a lot about just copying what works. Okay. So there's two schools. There's like the copy what works school, like find something on Facebook that sells already to sort of like apply to dropshipping. And then there's the other school that says, think about a need and then find a product that fulfills that need and get creative, right? So what's your take on that? Uh, I think that as a beginner, um, you always want to copy what works. Always, always. You do not want to reinvent the wheel okay. you only can reinvent the wheel if you're sitting on a million dollars in the bank uh, right and a million dollars is not that much money anyone can attain it these days so yeah. unless you have purchase purchasing powers and the tools to to invent something from scratch or fill a need right whether it's a brand it's a product um you always want to start by copying what works you never want to reinvent the wheel reinventing the wheel is very hard very time consuming also copying what works is gonna set you up to that point where you can as an individual um reinvent the wheel till then you can't right because it's just way too hard and you're gonna get discouraged you need money you need a, a lot of experience which you lack as a beginner very hard very hard to do um, you always want to find something that's working 
and improve on it. Improve on it slightly. Have a better an example. For example, in in e-commerce and mm-hmm. dropshipping, um, you know, it could be a product page that you find that's doing very well and that you that you can improve on. There could be a video that you find that's doing very well on Facebook that you can improve on, et cetera, et cetera. So is, so is the product, right? So I would start from that point. And then once you have a good idea of what you're doing and you've seen enough success, and most importantly, you have the confidence that is required, then you can jump on re- reinventing the reinventing wheel. The wheel. Like, how can I take this to the next level, right? Interesting. Um, yeah, if, if you look at all the very, very smart entrepreneurs out there, the successful people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and everyone, right? They all started from something that was already there. It existed they already. Create something out of It's just way too hard, right? It's, it's way too hard. And business and, and dropshipping has so many facets that people don't discuss, like the legal side of things, like... You know, setting up an LLC, doing all these things, none of that is covered. And that requires time, effort, getting sued, all these things, right? That could end your business very fast. So when you do that and and um, go through that, that experience um, from beginning with uh, copying what works, it sets you up for success. Right. Very interesting. Okay. But but you said improve on it, right? So I think that copying, like bleed copying, let's say a lot of people find a product online, they, they, they literally take the same exact copy, the same exact picture, put it on their stores, run almost the same exact ad, and no. sometimes don't see result. And they're like, yeah. well, I'm not seeing results. I'm like, well, you're just copying the exact same thing. So if there is anything such as smart copying, how, how would you define it, let's say, like in three main okay. key points? So, so let's, yeah, I, I don't, re- I don't recommend you, anyone does that. I don't recommend you just rip and run, right? Because that's just lazy. And now people are immune to that, right? People okay. as, people as well as Facebook are desensitized and immune to that. Facebook will crawl your pages. It will cr- crawl your face, your ad. It will crawl everything, your landers, everything. So it's going to find out before you run the ad even that you ripped it from someone else. So that's not smart to do. Don't do that. You're wasting your money. Um, it just does not work anymore. Yeah, it worked two years ago, three years ago. It does not, unfortunately. Um, another way to do it is for the key points that you're asking for. I would look at the video, first okay. of all, right? And I would try to find different angles. One thing that we do at my companies, we do something called as creative testing. We launch five different videos of the same product. Each video has a certain angle it's approaching, right? For example, say we're selling a um, makeup brush, right? One angle could be, oh, this makeup brush has the best um, type of bristles, very soft on the face, you know, and allows even this distribution of your makeup right that's one angle second angle would be um you know this makeup brush is very compact you can take it with you anywhere fits in your wallet fits in your bag blah 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 right okay. see where i'm going with this yeah so and then now and you're do not- you adapt your targeting to the marketing angle as well 
Sorry, say that again. Do you adapt the targeting to the marketing angle? Because someone who would be looking for a brush that is compact is not necessarily someone who would be looking for that other benefit, let's say. So you do yes, you, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Okay, you want to, you wanna, so for example, a compact person is going to be a traveler. So you want to target exactly. someone exactly. who travels, okay. someone who likes vacation, right? Someone who likes whatnot. That's, okay. you know, that's, that makes sense, right? That's uh -huh. just straightforward. So, but it's very important that you take that video and improve on it, right? And then let's move further down the funnel. Then people click, click on, so there's your ad copy too. You want to always improve on the ad copy. Most of the ad copy on Facebook, luckily, is trash. So your competition is really not that hard. Like all you got to do is slightly improve on it. Do more research. Spend more time on this copy. The more time you spend on this copy, the better it's going to come out. And, you know, the, the, the higher in the, in the bidding process you're going to be and the more success you're going to see. Now, that being said, we move down the funnel to the landing page. Product pages are usually not good as well, like from what I've seen. So many things you can improve, right? They're usually either too long or there's the spacing is off or there's no reviews or, you know, the buttons are messed up. Coding is not correct. Even, mm. you know, the, the, the product copyright, the copyright por portion is not good. You can improve on all that stuff very easily. You're already 10 steps ahead of the crowd, you, the general people just copying straight up. And you can just keep going down the funnel, right? Um, and then you can go to your at the cart, right? So let's see, how's my at the cart, uh, how's my cart page compared to this person? All right, let's see, well, where can I improve? Let me look at the other big brands like Mac, like Sephora, like you know, high smile, all these people, how are they, how is their funnel looking like? Shopping how experience. Their exactly. And then you copy those people. Don't copy the big drop shipping stores because those people have no idea what they're doing. Copy the big, big brands, you know, shoot for the stars when you're copying people. Don't copy the, the ad you saw on Facebook that has 50,000 shares. That's just, you know, that's, that's not, as big as someone who's been around for 30 years like l'oreal or maybelline or all these other brands right so okay interesting and and also regarding the product in itself um i interviewed people and i talked to people and i hear i hear a lot of people saying that you cannot make that six figure to seven figures but let's say six figures product with something that you found on Facebook already, let's say. Uh, and, and very often for you to make those big numbers, you need to go and look for your own product. Well, isn't that kind of goes against this idea of just copying what works? That's not true. I don't, I don't agree with that. I've had success with many, many products that I've found on Facebook there that I've scaled to 2 million a month easily. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, so not, not, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Um, again, they, these people probably haven't improved enough on the product in order to be able to scale it. Sounds you know good. what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. the product is getting love, then it's going to work. It, it, it's a hot product. It's mm -hmm. doing well. The, the intent to buy it and the interest is there. How do you capitalize, capitalize on that um, is up to you, right? It's, it's down to what you do as an as a online marketer. Um, those people probably didn't really squeeze that product enough in order to make the money and, and keep it going right for that long. They, people just, usually they take the video, they use it, they take the ad copy, they take the product page, 
they scale it, they, they make some money, they hit six figures, and then it dies and they move on. I've, I've had products run for a year, year and a half, no problem. Wow. Make millions a month, easily, yes, easily, right? So, so again, it's up to you as, as far as you want to take it. People are always interested in that product and they're always going to want to buy it. If the intent is there, it's, it's there. Very interesting. You said something that I find very interesting. You said it, it depends on, on how of a good marketer you are. And when I first got into dropship, and I was guilty of that as, as well, is that I got stuck into this whole, what said Godin calls like the platform dance. I was all concerned by Facebook and Facebook algorithm and the optimization and this and that. And I completely disregarded all the other skills such as copywriting, as you said, or making good videos. Um, so what do you think, or even like doing research, because I really think that if you have a system to, to approach research, you could have success. So what do you think are these like main skills uh, uh, other than just understanding the Facebook platform? And we're going to get into that in a little bit that you actually need in order to be a good marketer, like copywriting or, you know, like some something else. Absolutely. So um, a couple of things. You know, beginners tend, and, and I was one of those people, um, they tend to, and it gets really overwhelming because there's a lot going on. There's this whole space is very new. Um, there's a lot of new terminologies that you have no idea what they mean as a beginner. It just gets discouraging. And there's a lot of bro science out there and a lot of, oh, Facebook did this, Facebook did that. Let's blame it on Facebook. Facebook is bad to me today blah, 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 right? Which is all bro science, in my opinion, right? Fair enough. Basically, you got to look at Facebook as a tool. Facebook is where a bunch of people hang out. You know, consider it just a, a stadium where people are just hanging out. Okay. And what you do is you just put advertisements on one of the screens. And if people like it, they can purchase it. If they can, or opt in or whatever, right? Yeah. If you're doing lead gen. Um, and if they don't, then they're going to pass. The, the, you can't blame it on the stadium. You can't blame it on the location because the location has nothing to do with it. Now, yes, Facebook has its ways into penalizing people with ad feedback scores and whatnot. Yeah. You know, that's, that's separate. But as a beginner, you're most likely not there yet. So you shouldn't worry about that. What you should look at is, again, you should always improve on what you're offering and you want to offer value. Okay. You, know, you want to go down your funnel, provide a good video that explains the product, that shows the need, that shows the before and afters, meaning the results. The results how is this Exactly. How is this product going to work, right? The way to do it is to consistently show before and afters. Here, just You got to hammer that into people's minds. And the way you do it is you use multiple people using the same product on and on and getting extremely well results. That's how you sell a product on Facebook. Interesting. Now that being said, you know, your ad copy's gotta be on point. And then again, you gotta go down the funnel, make sure everything is optimized, everything is pristine. There's no, you know, grammar errors or vocabulary or you know, you're not missing this or that, your, your payment gateways work, etc. right? Now, another thing that's very important is to be able to read your stats. And that's something that most beginners and most people, unfortunately, that even make money can't even, can't even do. Do properly. You got to understand, yes, you got to understand the different 
levels of your funnel and the different costs. For example, CPC, right? That's how many people are clicking on your ad. That's the cost per click, right? That's something that you should look at because then that shows if your CPC cost is very low and nobody's buying, then you can check one point off your list and that's, oh, people like my top funnel is doing well. People like I like catch their attention, product. but I just can't sell to them. Let's exactly. There's inter there there's interest. I am able to get them to you gotta look at it as steps, right? I'm able to get them to my store. Now there's something on my store that's throwing them off. What is it? Then you look at your cost per at at the cart, CPATC, right? And then you look at CPIC, which is cost per um, initiate checkout. Yeah. And then your cost of purchase, right? And you just go down the funnel slowly and analyze each point and each conversion and see why are people dropping off? Like, why is it? What is it? Is, it, is shipping too high? Is my price too high? Is there something on the product page that's throwing people off? People don't put in the time to do that. And that's, that's major. And that's what makes you a good marketer, really. It's studying your numbers down to, to, you know, the decimal. Why is this like that? How can I improve on it? And why are people uninterested? That's very interesting because, as you said, the numbers are nothing but the reflection of how people are reacting to whatever you are putting in front of them. So okay. it, it's like a metric that tells you exactly how well are you doing. Um, very interesting. Okay. Let's just talk a little bit about Facebook just to finish, finish up on this point. Uh, we know that, as we said, that if you focus on those skills, you are way ahead of the crowd in a sense. But Facebook still, uh, or from my own experience at least, and from the experience of people that I interviewed, uh, Facebook still, you know, sometimes when they talk about pockets, which means that Facebook would give you better traffic, people more willing to buy in a sense. Do you think that's like a variable that makes a big difference when it comes to your success or not really? I think it's a variable that's, that's present. Um... But I don't think it's something that, again, unless you are blacklisted, right? Um, we're talking about, you know, clean, clean mm -hmm. BM, clean ad accounts, right? I don't believe that there's pockets, right? Because um, the way Facebook works, again, in the old days, the way people used to market is you open up a brick and mortar on one of the busiest streets, hopefully. And, you know, once some days you have, you know, a thousand people come through that street and 10% walk into your store and okay, then, then you have, you know, a hundred people that are there or, um, you another year, uh, sorry, another day you have a hundred people that walk through that street and only 10 walking through your door. Right. So Facebook operates in the same way. It really depends on the traffic. Also the way Facebook works is, the Facebook works on the ad, ad on the ad set level. Okay, it optimizes on the ad account level and again on the ad set level. Ad set level. So, when you run a campaign and Facebook hits a certain pocket of people, okay, and those people are not interested in what you're selling, Facebook lacks information and data to optimize on. So now it's like an AI. Right. Do you know how AI works? The way AI works is it feeds a bunch of info and basically it keeps trying to match that info to what is needed. Right. Okay. For example. Okay. Yeah. Right. It keeps like it's looking for a page of a donkey. OK. Fair but enough. it keeps getting fed 
a bunch of page, a bunch of photos that aren't that. They're just random photos, right? Like giraffe, lions, blah, blah. And then as soon as it hits that photo that it could match, boom, now it's optimizing on that. And now it can pick more photos like that, right? That's how Facebook works. When it hits a buyer off the bat, then it knows. And that's that's kind of luck, right? But it's also related to your copy, your how video. How good you are doing. Yeah. Yeah, so now it has the data it needs and it feeds off this data. Now it's got you two buyers, okay? Now it has two times the amount of data it could optimize on. Now it has three buyers, four buyers, and it's just this exponential type of data optimization that Facebook runs off of. If, you know, you launch an ad set and it does not do well off the bat, then yeah, it's going to be very hard for the ad set to come back and crush it for you because it hasn't seen any success and it does not know what success look like, right? It does not have the data to, to, to make that success come through the door. So Interesting. that's why you got to try again and analyze the data and analyze where the drop off is happening in your funnel and why are people not interested, right? And, and maybe it's your targeting. Maybe targeting usually isn't, isn't that important. I've, I've noticed if a product is going to take off, it's going to take off even if you target, you know, People very who, broad yeah very broadly like we always go very broad anyway but yeah. um you definitely want to make sure that uh you know you're at least targeting the right gender and mm -hmm. the right age sort of right um <laughs> you, you don't want to sell like a <laughs> makeup like a, to no. whoever yeah exactly exactly so you don't want to sell makeup to a man right they're not going to use it they're not going to be interested in it so um there's like common sense but beyond that part you don't want to get too um in the weeds about things because then it's just going to get overwhelming and confusing and it's just discouraging altogether interesting okay well let's talk now a little bit about um i call it it's not a system but let's say the the three steps process that you have to follow in order to, let's say to make money drop shipping and and it's very broad so first of all you have to test some products and then you have to confirm that the product is working and then you scale that product you know it's like a three-step process uh, can you just take us a little bit over how do you go about each one if you're still doing that right now or at least how you used to do it when you were like hardcore drop shipping so when we were hardcore drop shipping um you know we would see products that had potential we tested products you know constantly every day um when we find a product that had potential we would source it immediately you know contact our supplier make sure it's something that we can get okay um, you know set up we had excel sheets basically that fed all the information from shopify um you know that way we knew what our margins were how much we can spend to acquire a customer, our CPAs, etc., and then we would just scale based on that, right? And then once the product is there, obviously once the product is um, there and the lead time is is known, uh, we start scaling and then we start sending out the product, you know. And then from that point on, in order to keep the product going. Um, we can constantly made new creative like we didn't wait for the product to die to die before you make a creative okay. immediately immediate as soon as we find a product that works we start testing new creative new ad copy um new landers uh new upsells everything everything right wow. you remain because, very dynamic while it's happening exactly because you don't want to optimize on it 
in the beginning when it's it's when the iron's hot. You want to strike when the iron's hot. So if you wait till the the product dies, now you're racing against time. Uh, you know you're under pressure. You're just trying to get something out the door as soon as possible so you can start making money again. Mm-hmm. Or at least stop losing money because you're spend you're still spending on ads. Exactly. So you, it's just a recipe for disaster. So what I recommend in the way we did it is we immediately started on um, you know making those that creative testing out the door as soon as we found the winner and started scaling it. Um, we also added it in our emails. Everything right, just everywhere right we the can throw it up, we can put it, and and even Google Ads and and um, you know uh, native. So so that's that's one way I recommend doing things. Um, I, I don't I don't see any other way to be honest because another thing that we did as well is we continually um, we we kept testing, even if we find a winner, we found two winners, three, four, five, doesn't matter. We kept our testing um, quota. New offers, and new products. tested products every day. It doesn't matter. Right? How do you test? You just launch a bunch of ads. Can you just take us a little bit, you know, in terms of details regarding like your testing, let's say, system or your testing philosophy? Yeah, sure. We would, you know, we would launch one campaign per product. The campaign would, had, uh, would have six to eight interests, very broad, um, $35 budgets. So eight ad sets? Test. Okay. Each ad set, yes. Um, we would test on mobile only because we saw that's the highest quality traffic there. Okay. Um, mobile, Facebook, and Instagram. And then, um, yeah, we would launch it at 12 a.m. and see how it does. And then we would look at this data and the stats and go from there. You know, if it's scalable and if it's making money, um, we keep scaling, scaling, scaling. And then if not, we cut it. Again, there's no time frame for us to cut it. I know people say, like Wait three hours, days, this, that. No, no. We, we, next day, by 100 bucks, I can tell you if a product is a winner or not. 100 bucks spent total. Oh, oh no. A product, is this a good product that is going to do well or not? Right. Okay. So, and yeah. as, as, you, as you told me, like you would look at the data if you, if you find that you have a good CPC, but the rest is not converting, you're like, okay, I'm going to keep it, but then probably like improve something else and then yep. just keep an eye on it, see how things are doing. I'll, I'll pause it. Yeah. I usually pause it uh, or, or keep it. Depends if on the fi- on the fixes, right? If like okay. the whole funnel screwed up, then I need time, right? So I'll just pause it, remake the funnel, fix it up, and then try it again. If mm. not, if it's something that I could fix over the day, then I'll just sit there and grind it out, fix it up, and then see how the how it performs the next day. And then there's so many times where we would think a product is you know is not a winner, and we fix the funnel, and then boom, next day it becomes you know. a winner. Yep. So I love how you how you presented it because it's not as much the product in itself, or I mean, it, it is the product, but it's also like everything else that you do around that product, uh, Absolutely. And, and fixing the funnel, doing the copy, doing the video, you know, everything we spoke yep. about. Yep how you present it man you can at the end of the day you can sell ice to eskimos if you know how to present it you just gotta understand you gotta just create the need and you gotta show the value of this product and how this product is gonna change people's lives and why they they have to buy it you gotta touch people's emotions second you start tapping into people's emotions is you know when you start making a lot of money very interesting. And regarding the scaling process, uh, what do you do? You just duplicate, you add budget, you do manual bidding. I'm going to talk a little bit more about manual bidding because it seems to be like the scaling method of the pros. Uh, 
So like I've never, really, I've never done no I've never done annual bidding. I don't even know how to do it. Nope. Wow. Never done. Yeah, I've never done it. Never taught. Never. So the two million dollars a month that you told me was all on auto. All auto, bro. Since day one, we did ten million last year. It was auto, auto. Unbelievable! It shows the power of actually, you know, as you said, like understanding marketing, being a marketer instead of just being, as I said, like I like to joke around. I'm like, you're not a marketer. You're like someone who uploads pictures on Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's honestly, man. Again, it's it's more it's more about your skill and the way you present a product rather than the product what itself. you do on yeah or what it, the product itself and what you do on like what method you use to uh -huh, scale uh -huh. like, does not matter like you know people think oh this product is not working because i'm duplicating let me try to like add budget that doesn't work that way you know it, it's if that's working the other one is gonna work 100 percent, right um sometimes it doesn't right sometimes it doesn't sometimes adding budget doesn't work and that's just some it's just weird i have no explanation to it i would be lying to you if i tell you this is mm -hmm. why just bro science nobody really knows i don't think people on in facebook even know because they built this machine and it basically operates on its own slowly just like ai so yeah um, they can't really tell you why this is happening it's just how the market is reacting right when you do certain things the the thing is what you keep what you need to keep in mind and that's something we do we always have 20% of our daily budget directed towards testing and that's on a winner right so a winner is crushing with just duplicating assets we still have 20% of today's testing on this product dedicated to adding budget let's see if this works let's see if this works because facebook is ever changing and it changes every week Very every week there's a new method that works and every week there's a method that dies so you gotta always be dynamic in a sense and make sure you're testing new ways you're, you're trying new placements you're trying ig stories you're trying this and that you're remarketing on ig stories it's just a lot of ground that hasn't been covered yet so you know it's, it's really up all, all all up for grabs so very interesting and 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 you talk about this 10 million last year which are crazy crazy numbers uh do you recall like the moment when you had the breakthrough and then you literally went from someone not struggling but but you know incrementally having success to boom you know making 10 mil a month because i i if i recall well i i saw your message on well, the group the like two years ago hmm? the 10 was in six months wow not, not, that's yeah. even more the interesting <laughs> So what happened? So, so I started dropshipping March 2017. Um, I had my full-time job. Uh, I was an engineer. And um, I started in March, and I had no idea. I didn't even know Facebook like ads existed. I didn't even know Facebook <laughs> had like a back end where you can like advertise as a person. Like I always thought about like advertising as like, you know how like, you're a lawyer, you need to go get your license, or you're an engineer, you need to go, right? That's that's what I thought. I didn't think okay. like any- Anyone can buy traffic. Exactly, like I didn't even know that was something that existed, and then I stumbled upon e-com, and you know, I, I started, and I always loved to sell things online. I sell things on eBay before, but you know, for okay. chump change, didn't really make much money. Okay. Same on Etsy. Um, so. But I, I never like was able to scale. I was never able to run a legit business. Started March 2017. I, I started from scratch, learned everything on my own. Okay. Again, 
you know, looked on, on Facebook groups. Um, I listened to podcasts. I listened to YouTube videos. I, I had courses. I, anything, everything I could get my hand on, hit up random people, ask questions. Most people would respond or some people would respond. Most wouldn't. Right. Oh, and that's how it is. And then, and then, and then, um, I remember in June, June, mid June, I think is when I got my first sale. Um, so three months down. Yes. And then, and then I, I still struggled, you know, June, July, August, September. I, I still had barely any success. You know, I would get sales here and there. And then in October, I um, started, I stumbled upon my first winner and I scaled it and I did like 20K that month. Um, nothing wow. major. Um, yeah, I did 20K that month and I was able to scale it and I got DMCA'd, so I had to like drop it. Mm-hmm. And then um, in November, actually, no, November, December, I just couldn't find another winner i just struggled i didn't do well it was tough um, so you had that first success and you were you were not able to replicate it yes i i had that success october actually a little bit through november i remember black friday okay and then um i had some success and i it just i did, got dmca those those winners just didn't do well after a while just you know basically mm-hmm. started failing again yeah. money started to dwindle down <laughs> and then um december i didn't do well january and then february of 2018 is when things took off and wow that's when i hit my first six-figure month i did 120k after that i did like 300 and then after that i kept doing uh, half a mil um, every month regularly Unbelievable. until and until in June, um, end of June, June 27th, myself and my partner joined forces. He was already doing like two million a month easily before, um, but his partnership had dwindled down with his, his partners and so they, partner. you know, split ways. Yeah. And, and um, we joined forces and then from that point on, July on till December, we did 10 mail together. Um, and then let's just, you know, like go back a little bit to that February 2018, which was like the first month where you had like your first winner, you made six figure, and then, you know, the rest is history. What do you think were like the main, let's say, lessons, key lessons, epiphanies that you've had, uh, right, you know, like those previous months for you to be able to, to get the success that you've, that you've gotten in February 2018? Like, what did you do that sort of like, you know, was the breakthrough? A lot of trial, trial and error. A lot of um, I improved my ways a lot. I, I felt like the way I was doing it before was half-assed, okay. and I you know I've I've had my fair share of people hit me up from my past and they say hey you know you know we were at the same level once and then now you're doing so much more. Can you please coach me? You know and I'll coach them and I'll help them. And I noticed that there's something that's common between all these people and that. Yeah. The work is always half-assed. It's just lazy, and and not to be mean because I was there too. No, no, it's call it the way it is. Human, uh... Yeah, as human beings, we tend to put in least effort possible because we want to be comfortable. There's very few people in this world that always want perfection, and I always thought myself as a perfectionist. But when I look back, 
my level of perfect was mediocre. It was average, oh, right? Okay. So, and that's also due to lack of experience, a lot of other factors that come into play. I had my nine to five actually still, right? So I was doing all this. I, I only quit my nine to five like last year and in, oh. in, in October because um, I had some, you know, immigration situation that I had to take care of. So, gotcha. um, so, you know, that's one of the things is that I couldn't spend full time on it. So my weekends were the only time I could spend like all day. And then, you know, during the week, it would be from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. after work. Right. Um, and I have to be had to be up, up, up at work, up and at work by 6 a.m. the next day. So wow. that's one of the things that really I struggled with. But most importantly, um, you know, my work just wasn't optimized. You know, it, it wasn't top level my 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 funnels weren't great my ads weren't great my product research method wasn't great my team sucked like things were just half-assed things were just like hey let me quick make a quick buck let me just let me see if this works and you know i went and i started from zero like i had no money i went in 10 g's debt credit card debt wow. just to learn and, and make things work and you know, I, at one point, I just was scared to open up my ad account, my, my bank account. My bank account. I, was so in debt. <laughs> I was so in debt that I had, you know, it just really sucked. It was just so demoralizing and discouraging, and I saw no success. And after a while, you know, the money started coming in, and it all came down to me focusing and actually learning to perfect my craft and perfecting the funnels and the ads and every step, every step of the and and experience of the customer was top notch and that's when i started seeing success and that's what it seems to be for everybody man anyone that i coach who's seen any type of success or, or even not even success you know they, they just doing things very willy-nilly um in in an uneducated manner and it's just like hey let me let me whip this up real quick and hopefully it works it's just like depending on luck way too much versus breaking it down to a science and being like, why is this not working? Let me look at this one step at a time and let me optimize every step to the best of my potential. Wow. I love that. Optimize every step to the best of my potential. Like do, do your best in a sense, because I can, and I'm guilty of that as well, is that sometimes I know what I need to do. And this is the case of everybody. You know, they say that success is easy because everybody knows what they have to do. They just don't do it. And, and you let your brain exactly. trick you and like let you think exactly. that you don't need it's, that. Exactly, man. It just comes down to, do I want to go through all this effort and this discomfort? Okay. And your brain automatically says, no, your, your, you know, your subconscious is like, no, I, I don't want to be uncomfortable right now. I just want to be comfortable. Like, do I want to, do I want to take the easy way and hope it works? Or do I want to take the hard way and increase my chances in working and still hope it works. Your brain looks at that and it's like, no, the hard way is a bad deal, even though that's the right way to go. It's like, no, I'm gonna do less effort and hopefully it works and you know, we'll see. Very interesting. You, you, you say we a lot, I mean, and you spoke briefly about your partner. And if there's something yeah. that I actually realized doing these, uh, these, this podcast and these interviews is that most of the guys who actually do 10K days, you know, like the big numbers, they almost all have partners. They're almost all part of masterminds, but they also work tightly with someone in the same venture. Um, 
so I'm not going to ask you about the relationship that you have, but what do you think are the best attributes in a dropshipping partner or like at least someone that you want to build an e-commerce business with? So um, my situation is a little different. Um, the way me and my partner joined forces was um, very organic. Um, when I first started seeing my success in 2017, I, uh, I remember I was, I saw this guy who always provided value, who was very low key, very nice, um, very confident, knew what he was doing, um, you know, and it was someone that I, I again, someone who I identified with, who I mm -hmm. really connected with, even though I've never spoken to the dude, right? But I, I really saw, my, saw myself in him and I was like, I, I get along with this person. Like, I really see eye to eye, right? And, and I think we share a lot of the same attributes. And what happened was, you know, I, I reached out to him and was consistent and, you know, um, eventually he was very nice and, and very nice to respond and, and we kept in contact contact and I would ask questions and whatnot and I remember um, 2017 Black Friday it was there was a thread on Ecom Empires and I had posted one of my screenshots and it was 2k a day and I was so not even it was like 1.4k a day or something like that one or two K a day. And I was so proud of it because that's like the highest I've ever done. Uh -huh. And and the day before was my first day ever breaking a thousand dollars a day. And um, I remember that some other guy posted like another screenshot that was around the same number. And then I remember my partner posted, it was 42 G's and it was like 3 wow. PM. Yeah. And it was 3 PM. <laughs> and that was like, holy. And, and he, he, wrote, he posted it in the same thread and he wasn't flexing. He was just, you know, like just joking, you know, and it was motivational. And I, and I reached out to him again and I was like, wow, like this is insane. And I was like, hey, man, like I really want to ask you questions. Like, yeah, I really want, you know, I, I really would like to buy you lunch or dinner. Like, where are you? I thought he was in San Francisco. It turns out he was in San Diego. I, I was willing to get my ticket and, and go out there. And that's something that I've noticed most people aren't willing to do. They're, they're not hungry enough. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to go the extra mile to the point where they fly, take an hour flight to meet with someone who's so much better than them to learn from them, right? To take them out to lunch. And I was ready to do that. And he was in San Diego, which is still about two hours away drive. And I ended up going to San Diego the week wow. after, um, and I took him out to lunch. And I remember that day I had sat with him at like 1 p.m. I had that whole day I had one sale come in because that that was after I started. You know, um, things started dwindling down for me. Okay, sorry, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll get to the answer in a second. Um, okay, and he basically um, he was at like 15k already that day by 1 p.m. By, by 1 p.m. and then sales were just coming in on his phone one after the other and I was oh, like cool. holy shit like how can I how can I do this and I sat down with him and he explained to me everything and he answered all my questions but most of them went over my head because he was so much more advanced than me he had a team they had an office like this dude was on another level like a lot of the stuff I was like what is he even saying but I tried to you know, I tried to capture as much value as possible from mm -hmm. that day and, and, you know, make the most of it. Okay. Head back home and I just, you know, 
I just buckled down and kept grinding. And then, you know, after a couple months, I started hitting the numbers he was hitting. And then I remember around like March or May, I started, I surpassed him. I was doing more. Unbelievable. Than him. So that conversation actually had a huge impact on, on the success absolutely, that you yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, by, by May, June, like I was doing way more than him and I started like, we, and we kept in contact and he, he saw the hustle in me. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. Saw, he saw like rarely does this happen, right? Someone comes and they don't have money, they don't have anything, they're losing money. And then like, they take your advice and they actually go out and crush it and come back and say, yo, like this was all because you, and it was. Just to uh, drill down on this a little bit, like what was the key takeaway? Because I love to ask these questions, like what is the three main things or what is the main thing? What is the main thing that you actually learned in that conversation, went back home, start executing on it and, and the rest was history? I don't, I don't think there was like a big epiphany. Mentality. I, think, I think it was the mindset. I think gotcha. it was the fact that it's possible. Wow. And, and okay. that's what, and that's what's most important for you as an, as a beginner, right? It's the fact that it's possible. It's, it. It, the ways and the strategies will come and go and you'll always, people will always want to buy. There, there will always be a platform to buy. does not matter. It's just this, this mindset of, is this possible and what do I need to do to get there? And that's what my partner reinforced in my mind. And that's what he, over the time, constantly when we kept kept touch, um, he, he reinforced that idea in me. Every time I failed, I looked at him and I was like, he's getting success. I'm going to get success too. Okay. And then just kept going. And then, you know, by June, um, he basically... Um, you know, parted ways with his partners and he hit me up and he's like, Hey, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, I want to start a general store. Like, what do you think? And I had a general store at that point and we joined forces. So the big numbers you were making were with a general store. Um, multiple. I had a, I had okay. a cos cosmetic store, niche store, and then a, a general store. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, um, so to cover what you said is, so basically the whole point of my story is, uh, the way my partner and I happened is the, the partnership wasn't like, hey, yo, you know, do you want to be partners? And mm -hmm. we didn't even really know each other beforehand. It was just more like a mentorship. I never paid him money for his mentorship, but it's, it's someone that helped me along the way. And by mentorship, I mean like I would message him on Facebook and he would just answer questions every other day. You know any small question like hey dude i'm having issues here like how would what do you what do you recommend i do and he'd be like oh do this okay cool and i'll go do it right and then boom on and on and on and then after a while he noted and i would send him my results and i'd be like yo dude this is the rev for this month thank you wow. they're like holy shit like what the <laughs> fuck that's crazy and then month over month i just kept growing and growing till like you know it got to the point where ha what happened with his partners and then you know they split ways and he contacted me and uh we joined forces and yeah man so the way that partnership goes is we both handle the business together we both do everything we don't split it up as in like oh you do marketing and i'll do this because if i die he's fucked if he doesn't know how to do the marketing and if he dies you know vice versa so it's very important that you stay up to date on every part every part of the business 
um, and optimize on it together. Um, yeah, and, and dude, it's, it's been great. You know, I, I'm, I'm very thankful. That's unbelievable. I don't want to keep you for longer. You're probably busy, but I just have like a few couple uh, questions here. You said that you're not doing dropshipping the same way you used to do it. Um, now, as you told me, you have your own warehouses and you source your own products. So the game is a little bit different. Can you just like tell us a little bit more about how it looks, let's say, up there for people who are just getting started, uh, just to see, as you said, like what's what's possible doing this the proper way? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think dropshipping is dead. I, I don't think dropshipping is ever going to be dead. I think that ripping videos and doing it the lazy way is dead. Right. That's that's what that means. The easy the, way, the quick buck is dead. Exactly. It's just getting harder and harder. And it's just it was to be expected. You know, it's just like any boom, you know, any any boom, any rise is accompanied with a fall. It's just that's how life is. And that's how life works. So, you know, ripping videos and scaling them to the moon and then not worrying about fulfillment does not work anymore, unfortunately. And that's because. You know, people got burned. Customers are pissed. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Now, it's not sustainable, clearly. What I, yeah, it's not sustainable. And it's just, you know, it's unethical. And it just doesn't work. You can't run a business like that. And if you ever, if you ever thought that, oh, this is what I'm going to do forever and this is great, then you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur because you're going to always be beaten by, with, by the person who provides more value. And mm -hmm. the problem with dropshipping is the barrier to entry is very low, very low. Any any idiot off the street can whip up a store in a day, and then the next day he's on Facebook ads, running ads, and selling. So th there's not much. It doesn't really require that much um, expertise, intelligence, or skill to do e-commerce, and especially dropshipping. Mm -hmm. Now, what I recommend, and I, I recommend this to all the beginners, is Find something that doesn't have to be, you don't have to be passionate about something. You just have to be good at it or you, sh you, should, have, you should be able to tolerate it in, in a sense that you'll keep trying to get good at this till the point where you're an expert and you're very good. And it's something that you really understand fully. For example, for me, that's cosmetics. Am I passionate about cosmetics? Not really. <laughs> I don't use makeup. I'm a man, right? But... I do know how to sell it. I do like selling it. So that's what you should find. And, and, and again, I'm not saying I'm taking cosmetics as, as an example. It could be anything else. There's, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that I enjoy selling as well, like clothing, blah, blah, blah. But am I really going to enjoy selling a mop, for example? Not really. It's it's not me. Some, you know, some other people love that shit, right? Yeah. By all means, to each their own. It's just find something that you think you're very good at and that you can be unique at and very special and optimize on that, focus on it, zone in. And if you want to dropship it, great. If you want to create a brand for it, great. If you want to white label it, great. Whatever. does not matter. As long as you're doing it and you want to be the best out there doing it. And, you know, there's a, there's a piece of the pie for everybody. Um, I don't think that any markets are saturated. I don't think that... You know, there's certain areas you can't go or, or you can't explore. That, that's bullshit. I've, I've proven that wrong over and over and over again. So, I, I, 
you know, again, I recommend you find something as a beginner that you like, and it could be something you're very passionate about. You know, some guys are very passionate about sports and they're like, Hey, this is what I enjoy doing the most. And this is cliche and corny and everyone says this, but dude, it's, it's the truth. It's, you know, cause you have to, when, when things aren't going your way, you have to show up, you have to show up and you have to put in the work and, and grind it out or else it's just not going to work and it's going to burn down to pieces. So very interesting. Um, one last question is I, I love to ask people about the, their daily routine because uh, success, a big part of it is nothing but allocating time. Well, um, so can you just, you know, take us a little bit over your typical day, wake up in the morning, then you go to bed. What do you do in between? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wake up around 6.30, 6.50, sometimes it depends, um, but usually around that time, um, I wake up, I eat very fast, and then 7.30, I'm in the gym, I work out till 8.30, and by 8.45, I live very close to my um, office, okay. yeah. so by 8.45, yeah, by 8.45, I'm at, at work, um, I usually meditate when mm-hmm. I get to work, meditate for 15 30 minutes um uh, and then you know i'll get started um i'll work till about six actually sometimes seven eight p.m which is long but i try to cut down because i started burning out um recently because i was was spending way too long at the office um i have a very clean diet i don't eat sugar i don't eat wheat um, I don't eat anything processed. Anything I put in my mouth, I have to understand. Um, you know, I have to be, be able to read the ingredients and understand what's in there. If no, I'm putting it in my body. I've, I've never heard before. Yeah, I, I don't touch. Um, I also try to go to bed around 10 p.m. every night. Um, I'm a huge fan of Alex Becker and okay. Sam Ovens. Um, they, you know, they're huge proponents of or proponents of, um, you know, healthy lifestyles. And, and I've noticed that when I don't have a healthy lifestyle, I cannot focus. I have a foggy mind. I'm not, I'm not motivated. I'm just, you know, sluggish, etc. So that's really my daily routine. Um, I used to work on the weekends a lot too, but recently I've been trying to take a break on the weekends and just, you know, relax Obviously, I'll check in, see if things are working out, everything's good, because we have a team of 25 people, so wow. um, I'd like to I'd like to keep an eye on things on mm-hmm. the weekends, make sure nothing is, you know, um, urgent. But, yeah, that's that's my daily routine. And man. regarding um, your work, they do structure it um, in terms of priorities. You're like, okay, I have to do this, 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 or you just, you know, take it the way it is, probably like fixed challenges. Not really. There. Okay. Yeah, not really. I just... Go with the flow. Um, I, I do use Wonderlist and we use Trello to keep you know track of things that we uh, tasks basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just go with the flow and then I try to get as much done as possible. I put my phone away. I, I don't have social media. Um, well, I do have Instagram, but I delete the app and I don't use it. Wow. I put my phone. I put yeah. I put my phone away. I lock it away, um, so you can't really get to me um, easily. And then usually um, when I get home around like 7 or 8 p.m., I'll, I'll listen to audiobooks for a couple hours. And, you know, I, I'll still like look on YouTube. I follow Alex Becker and Sam Ovens, so I'll watch their videos. 
um, you know, about an hour a day and then go to bed. Awesome. Uh, Chad, that was very, very interesting. I love how you get into the fundamentals of things and, and, and I really love your philosophy and the way you go about things because you're really concerned uh, with, you know, like the things at the core and not all like the flashy copy this and like get money fast and this and that. Um, so you told me about your mastermind. I'm pretty sure there is, uh, you know, some people listening to this podcast who are actually spending uh, six figures on ad spend every single month. So just like in general, people who want to get in touch with you, how they can go about that? Yeah, you can hit me up on Facebook. Um, my first name is J-A-D, Chad. Last name is K-A-N-T-A-R-I, Kentari. And yeah, just feel free to message me, um, you know, If you are spending six figures on Facebook and, you know, you can provide the proof, you're more than welcome to join the mastermind. We're always looking for more people in the community, you know, so hit me up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jed. I'm really happy we've had you and I hope we're going to talk to you soon.